Welcome back to the show, everybody. Make Pods great again. Hey, before we get started, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Coach Soak, who makes these amazing bath salts. They've been sending them to Nikki. Nikki, how are they going? Oh, it's been great. I've been soaking. I've been making people soup, me soup, if you will. <laughs> and it's been really, it's been really good. I mean, I wasn't necessarily a bath salts kind of a person before we got these, um, these bags of, of wonderful mineral bath salts from coach soak, but they have been helping me so much, especially in my recovery. I've been able to, you know, be working from home and training a lot of two a days and my lower back and my hamstrings have all been like really, really tight and sore. So the more I soak, the more I'm able to sort of recover faster and hit it harder the next day, which has been nice. Well, the rest of you guys can take advantage of this too. If you go to coachsoak.com, C-O-A-C-H-S-O-A-K.com, make sure you use the promo code MPGA, just like make pods great again uh, at checkout. And they're going to give you 15% off your first order. You'll also get free shipping on all your orders and a hundred percent money back guarantee. So with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. And we are back two nights in a row for Nikki and I. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. Day one million four in quarantine. I know. I feel like we, have, <laughs> we haven't talked about crap for weeks and now we're doing back-to-back nights, which is nice. fun. I've I know. I, and our guest, uh, Michael Watts from Under Armour. Michael, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk to you both. Yeah, no, we're excited, everyone. Michael is the director of, uh, give me your exact title, dude. Uh, it was long. <laughs> director of Athletic Performance. Yes. God. So Nikki, when Nikki and I went out there, I, I, I'm going to bitch about this right off the bat. Oh, I know what's coming. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm when sorry, Nick, Mike. When, so Nikki and I went out to the, the Performance Summit, which, by the way, top-notch. Like, Loved really. It. Yes. Like, it. 100%. Completely and utterly blown away. But like the first night, they're like, you have to do a test on your, you know, I don't remember what they called it, but we're going to call it athletic performance. And so they come out and they make me, they put me through the paces. You know, you got to do some squats and got to do some push-ups, and, and we're going to check your ankle mobility and your knee mobility. And the poor guy and girl that were checking me, like, you know, they're, I, I, I couldn't tell if they were, had disapproving looks on their face or if they were shocked at how bad my mobility was, but it's great. They're sitting there like scoring me and like they're, you know, trying not to laugh the whole time. It was great. And Sir, I scored, scored a zero in mobility. I scored great <laughs> from the knees up. <laughs> I did. I had great scores from like the knees to the shoulder. I was great, but man, my ankle mobility sucks. And it was a real wake up call for me. So I guess I should be thanking you, but it really hurt my feelings. That was the point to the whole story. So it was a rough moment for me, but otherwise the weekend was, the week was great. Other than. Yeah. The, the, the brand do a really good job at, um, piecing together a lot of the things that we, we try and bring to the consumer from, from athlete performance. So they, they did an amazing job with that. And it's a, it's really is a great brand to be a part of. And, and they, they really do care about performance. And, and hopefully that came through at the summit there. Have oh, you taken that sure. test? Have you taken it? Oh yes. Yeah. What was, what was your ankle score? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm a hip guy. So um, oh. yeah, we tend to, find trends within and some people are ankles or some people are hips or some people are thoracic spine or shoulders but yeah I'm a bit of a, a hip guy that's my uh, that's my issue area well I had no issue areas I'm just gonna throw that out there no oh, very just nice saying, just are you making that. this up Nikki I don't remember <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't remember yours what was your score what was your total score like 98 or something that's not like, true no I promise it was like like almost perfect they were like oh we have to knock you for like 
I don't know, like one like elbow went higher than the other or something. And that was basically it. I'm, I think I'm bendy, but think, like to a fault, like that's also a problem in and of itself. I think my, I think my score was like, if I remember right, it was 49, 40. 48. Like it was something right. like that. And all my other scores were in like the seventies and eighties, except for my ankles that were like 15. It was like getting a zero on a test in high school. It was terrible. <laughs> Takes your whole average down. Yes. It crushed me. Uh, so Mike, outside of having a really great experience the last time we were at Under Armour, um, we're really excited to have you on because, you know, you do a lot in terms of working with the athletes that we know and love and figuring out what their, you know, biomechanics have to do with the products that you develop. And can you tell us a little bit more about your role and exactly, you know, sort of what the human performance center and what your measurements and tests do in the long run? Yeah, absolutely. So I joined the brand nearly four years ago and there was a, a gentleman called Paul Winsper that um, convinced me to, to to join the brand and he painted this vision for me about where the brand wanted to go and and what they wanted to do. And, and, and Paul um, was very much uh, a trailblazer within the, the world of performance. Um, I came from soccer and Paul came from that world as well. So I always sort of knew who he was and never really met with him and met him this one day and he painted this vision and he said to me oh, I'm really interested in trying to trying to hire you I don't know what I'm going to get you to do but I want to hire you <laughs> and I was like okay like sounds interesting and we continued the conversation and, and then I was lucky enough to to make the leap and I moved from the UK across to the US and um, got to and still work for Paul who Paul's the, the VP of performance there and it's great to have Paul as not just a mentor, but some, a visionary who can really sort of let me fly and mm. uh, point me in a direction and sort of wind me up and, and let me get after different areas of performance that I honestly wasn't looking at before I joined the brand. Uh, I came from professional sport as a performance director. Um, you, you spend a lot of time with your, your your nose to the floor almost where you're just working from week to week, game to game, and you just don't have this opportunity to really raise your head and see what is happening within the world. And Paul gave me that opportunity and he he gives me enough rope just, just to be dangerous. And if I, if I get too far out of a kilt, he'll pull me back in, but... He's an amazing person to to work for, and he he's really given me uh, um, the ability to go and explore. And by that, we talk about performance and recovery. And we built the performance center together in Portland, Oregon, um, which is amazing. I I really believe it's one of the best in the world. And um, we built the recovery lab as well, where we look at things like heat and light and all manner of different things that we first and foremost provide this performance service to our athletes and if we want to recover or assess or train them we have the ability to do that and that can help us inform our product teams from development and design into what the needs or wants are of athletes or or what the gaps are really within the performance space to go and innovate and, and, and really be a brand that leads with performance. So in my mind, you have these like elite athletes. Like we talk about James Newbery a lot. He's an Under Armour athlete and he's a world famous CrossFitter, one of the absolute best in the entire world and super great guy too. Just 
throw that out there. Um, love him to pieces. In my mind, you've got him like, uh, like hooked up like a lab rat and you're like running tests on him constantly. And you've got him like in a bubble figuring out like what his body is doing when, I mean, is that the kind of data that you collect and what do you do with it? Yeah. The, So we tried to build the performance space so it was a, if you were to walk in there, it would just look maybe like any normal type of gym. Oh, okay. And, but what we tried to do is design it in a way that we could collect data and we could collect bar speeds or body movement or brain speed or sensory performance either through an assessment or through training, and we could start to build and paint this profile of an athlete. And first and foremost, put the athlete first and understand them as a, an individual before we started to help program for them. Um, so, yeah, we, we were pr- pretty um, innovative in the way that we went about that, and we, we tried to throw the, the manual out the window, really, just in terms of just testing somebody's vert or how quick they could run or how much they could bench. And and Paul and I really aligned on that philosophy to say, let's let, let's look at this differently and really, really discover and, and think about what human performance is. Hmm. So your role is almost twofold. It's like figure out what makes them tick as an athlete and then also, so, so figure out what makes them tick as an athlete and on top of that, provide them with additional programming training or something, because now you understand their biomechanics. And then on the other hand, capture that data and use it to inform like new innovations in the products that you're making. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, so really it's um, whenever we have an athlete or receive an athlete or host a team or, or an individual, we want to understand that individual. And, and that can be from their brain their sensory performance, their movement, their power profile, their symmetries. And we want to paint this picture. And before we even program, we we paint out this really robust picture. And then we sit with the athlete and, and discuss what we found. And then really it's down to the athlete to think about how that can then fit within their current way of doing things because it, it, it can be overwhelming some of the things that we can find and we just want to take an athlete on a journey and start to invest time and effort into actually helping guide their performance journey. And then what we can do with athletes is we can have our development teams or design teams watch them work out or train or be assessed. And we can test product or we can simply just have the athletes speak to our design and development teams just to sort of tell them like any pinch points they might have with product or what what they would like in an ideal world and so it's a really nice fusion of performance like genuine authentic athlete performance meets apparel and footwear for this fusion of of human performance and a human performance brand that I'm really proud to be a part of I'm like made of questions right now (laughs) (laughs) like what have you well, okay, let me put it this way. What have you found in the the CrossFit athletes, so in James and Marquan, that strikes you as different from some of the other sports or some of the other athletes that you've looked at? Yeah, well, I've got to say, and I told this to James's face as well, before I met a, a CrossFit athlete, I, I, I really wasn't a fan of, of the sport. Or Yeah, of, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. And I just thought it was these 
box gyms that people went down and crushed themselves and got injured. Yep. And that and that was my thought, what CrossFit was. And I, and I met James and um, worked worked with James in Portland uh, for two camps, and and one was just prior to the, the last CrossFit Games, and he really opened my eyes as to what the sport is and what those athletes actually have to do. Mm-hmm. And I can and and obviously with Marquand as well, and meeting and working with him, I can hand on heart say, and I've worked with many different athletes for many many years that crossfit athletes require a bit of everything mm. and when i met james and worked with him and assessed him incredible when you talk about mobility stability strength power endurance uh, aerobic anaerobic range of motion like all these things that he has to train for without actually knowing what he's going to compete for is incredible and it completely changed my opinion of the sport, of the individuals that participate in the sport. And I can only have like admiration for, for the sport and people at that level. It's incredible what they have to do. You remember, we're all like that. Totally. Every single <laughs> oh, yeah. one of us, all of us every day, we train all those things all the time. James and I are basically twins. Yeah, basically the same <laughs> person. <laughs> basically the same person. No, but you make a really good point, especially... Um, the training for the unknown, right? Like that, I feel like is relatively unique in our sport. When you consider you have to be a generalist, right? Like you have to be very good at everything. And then you head into arguably the biggest event of the year, not knowing everything last year, shit, not knowing anything. Um, and, and that I feel like has to make you into a different athlete mentally as well from other sport. Have you found that? Yeah, I, th- I think there's not many sports where you're training without actually knowing what you're training for. Mm-hmm. And um, we often speak about if you if you take a human being and, you, and you're looking to train them, you're training the mind, the body, and the craft. And how people get to that end and go on that journey is is down to the individual. But yeah, it it really is a tough sport mentally because ultimately you stand out there and you're exposed and the world's watching you and if you blow up and you can't do any more it's it's highlighted and people will be quick to criticize you and say oh you didn't train properly or you didn't prepare or you didn't recover properly but i i really full of admiration like the the hours that he puts into his training as well um incredible like i i've, I've never come across athletes that train as long as hard and across a such a variety of modalities as as James and Mark on and CrossFit. It's incredible. So how in the world do you like take all that data and then make a product like a shoe, take the the tri-base ring too that John and I have that we really like. How the hell do you like <laughs> get data on an athlete that has to be good at everything and train everything? And here's a shoe that has got to do everything too. Like, I don't understand where, where do you even begin? Yeah, well, well, we're very lucky that we've got some very, very smart designers and developers within the brand and uh, PLMs in our training and footwear categories. And, th- and those guys really are smart. Like, that's not my world at all, but we try and just link the two between yeah. performance and product. And I think it starts with the athlete and it starts with the person. And if we can start to understand the requirements of movement and human movement science to say 
if an athlete needs to squat or lunge or work in a different plane of motion, mm-hmm. or they need to jump or they need to run, what are the requirements of the product to enhance that that experience and give them a an advantage and, and not a disadvantage? So it's a it's a as I said before, it's a really nice fusion and blend, but we're very blessed to have some amazing people on our footwear teams in, in Portland. It's incredible to watch those those people develop and design shoes and and build prototypes and test them and and they come back round again and and we're just almost there as the maybe the, the just the support mechanism from the from the science side. You guys in just in speaking of how closely all the teams work, do you find that you work with the folks that are talking about like the nutrition aspect and the my fitness pal aspect and how much of your data collection comes also from the food that these athletes are intaking? Like how synergistic is all of that? Yeah, so we we have a connected fitness um, department, um, and they're based over the country as well. Um, mm. So there's My Fitness Pal, which is an amazing tool, and I think I think you guys have maybe used it. And there's millions of users on there that, that you can track and look at your progress and and define a goal for yourself and really work towards it. And nutrition is one of the most important things when it comes to human performance and it, and it's not just the the fueling the the exercise or the training or the competition it's fueling recovery and fueling the gut and fueling the brain and what we're finding more now as we start start to develop and look into performance it's all connected mm-hmm. everything's connected so constantly um i'm having conversations with our digital team and our connected fitness team around what the athletes are doing and what we're seeing in the research and and they feed information back to us. So it's a very two-way relationship and it's amazing to have our connected fitness teams that, that can support our consumer, our athletes and, and continue to develop in that space. It, it really is incredible. You know, I'll, I'll give you a testimony to the MyFitnessPal. I mean, I've been using it now since January and it, it just sneaks up on you. Like I, I started using it because you guys gave me some tights and I had a muffin top going on. It was not a good look for a dude. <laughs> True story. Yeah, not a good he look. He like came into my hotel room like, I am these these tights, I can't wear them. They give me muffin top. No they way. Do. No way. They, they absolutely gave me muffin top. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. My ego could not handle it. So I'm like, damn it, I gotta lose some weight. So uh, I was talking to uh this buddy of ours who you guys brought out there as well, and his um his Instagram and, and YouTube page is all about weight loss. He's lost a lot of weight and he told me he had used it. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it. I want to get rid of this muffin top. So I started, uh, I started logging my food and like on day one, I'm like, holy crap. I'm just like, I'm eating the wrong stuff. Like it immediately like highlighted my problem, but where it really snuck up on me is like, like most, um, kind of weight loss journeys, you don't lose a lot of weight fast, but I started to like over time start to see where my flaws were. I started to see my uh, workout times and uh, modalities and weights and everything like slowly start to shift. And now I'm in a place, you know, at this point we're, you know, 60, 90 days past that where I can work out longer and faster and harder. And, you know, I've dropped 20 pounds at this point, but, you know, subtracting the, you know, forgetting about the weight for a second, like I, I did this long workout today and it, it never even crossed my mind that it was going to be 35, 40 minutes. 
It was just like, I'm, my body is fueled to the point where I know I can do it. And there's, there's no hesitancy to it. And that's where I think the power of the app comes in is that it, it teaches you that, but it just sneaks up on you. Like as you start to do it and ingrain it in your routine and it becomes routine, you get, you kind of get used to it. If that's the, you know, the only way I can describe it. And yeah. I'm finding that my perform, my overall performance is infinitely better. And it also forces me to make better choices after that. Meaning like when I've, I'm finished with my workout and then you have to refuel, I really think about what's next. Whereas before I might've been like, Oh, screw it. I'll go get a smoothie and you know, think that's healthy. And in reality, a smoothie is not healthy at all until you have to log it, you know, and, and then, you know, and so how many bananas was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm fine. I think I found through that app that, you know, it's really highlighted the areas that were really hurting me and it's now helping my recovery. And, and for me, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm old as hell. I'm 49. So, you know, you need every second of recovery you can get. And it's, it's really just been uh, kind of spectacular for me. And by the way, everyone it's free. Like I use the free portion. I don't pay for it. You know, I don't, I don't use all the, it has a ton of features that I don't use. I simply use it to track and look at the macros and it's brilliant. It's really, really so brilliant. I can't, uh, I can't keep trying to out train the shitty diet that I'm on. <laughs> well, you can try. I've tried that too. That's the other thing it does. Like that's the crazy thing about it is like, so, you know, you can, I put in my workouts too and it, you know, it gives you a pretty good, um, you know, pretty good sense of what, how many calories you're burning if you're biking or, you know, doing cardio or, or, or even lifting weights, like you can kind of figure that piece out. And so I've had days where I'm like, all right, I want to have, you know, donuts. And then I'm like, shit, I got to do another 30 minutes on the bike or whatever, <laughs> you know? So you, you can become like anything, especially like, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but you know, CrossFitters can be obsessive compulsive yep. and yeah, Come it's on. just, you know, no. and so I have moments. Talking? Yeah. I have moments where I try to outwork the diet, but I think for the most part, if you let, let it do its job, you, you never really have to, you know, if, if you in turn, you know, like make the right choices, you know, I think the first thing there you're talking about is accountability for, for what you're doing to your body yeah. and, and that counting the calories or looking at what you're eating just brings uh, visibility and, and people underestimate, underestimate how many calories they eat if you just ask them and they forget about that cookie they or that whatever they put in their mouth. And when you start going through that practice of actually tracking that's where you start to realize, oh, I do do need that. I don't need that. And you'll often hear Paul and myself talk about high performance habits. And you spoke there about making things more habitual to yourself. And we really talk about if we can create more high performance habits within our athletes or within our consumer, it's going to end up a much better place for them, whatever, whatever they want to achieve. So it's, it, it, there's no surprises for me when you, you tell me that story about your journey and it, 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 it's pretty simple, but people can mess it up pretty bad. But as soon as you start to put some accountability to it, I think you can have some real success. And like you've been doing uh, a lot of the programming that we've seen on the channels recently, right? The, on the, my fitness pal and under armor channels on Instagram and on the social media, what, what have, what's sort of been going through your mind, given, you know, what people are going through their difficulties and the hurdles that come with, with all the programming, but also we're stuck at home right now. So yeah. like, how do you combat all of that at once? Yeah. So, so there's, 
tons of factors and variables. I think first and foremost, being at home really requires a small space to work within and mm-hmm. no equipment. So that was the first remit really to, to try and work around that. Then we're having to scale up or scale down. We, we're fortunate as a brand that we've got millions and millions of users and followers and consumers and they range they range from somebody who's just planning on walking and they just want to get into fitness and to right up to our professional athletes so you're trying to program and design for everything each scale and everything in between so you want to make sure that there's something for everyone when it comes to strength or mobility um and, and really, it was it was a lot of fun trying to trying to figure that out with our digital team and our influencers and our athletes. And I think it's pretty special, really, that we're getting content and workouts that are coming from some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. And as a consumer, you can go and do their workout. Like I think it's incredible. I think it's amazing. And again, it's another nod to the brand, like that really cares about performance. And yeah, it, it's pretty exciting that we had the opportunity to do this and, and the athletes have been amazing and, and, and definitely the, the brand has been amazing with it all as well. Yeah. Performance from afar. I mean, now is, is the time, right? Cause we're, I don't know, just still on lockdown and trying to get a handle on how to stay moving and how to stay out of the cookie jar and all the things all at once. And, and are you, are you home too? Like how is Under Armour in general and, and the performance center handling the craziness of the world right now? Yeah, so so like most people um, around the world, uh, we're following the sort of social distancing guidelines and we're not heading into the office, um, working from home, working out from home um, on on constant calls with, with work colleagues. I actually do live workouts with our athletes three times a week, which is a lot of fun. So we just did one today on, on core. So they just dial in on the video uh webex and we 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 get after it and we do a workout together live so that's been oh yeah fun. no pressure just work out with the greatest athletes on the planet and that's fine but, yeah <laughs> but that's it's really good fun and yeah. and uh they, they've been really receptive to that and, and and just working out other ways that we can basically deliver information to them because they they've had their support system ripped away from them as an athlete and and athletes are very used to routine and being somewhere at a certain time and doing something. And all of a sudden they haven't got that support anymore. So we've just tried to support them from nutrition and movement and mindset, whether that be live or on Instagram or whatever the medium might be to help them. We've, We've, we've really just tried to innovate and think about how best to serve the athletes and and the consumer as well because let's not forget there's millions of people that that want to stay active and want to be active at this really tough time so it's it it is tough and and, and I think we, we just sort of stick together and we work through it and and we will get through it as a as a population and we, we will we will hopefully support as many athletes and as many consumers as we can as a brand. Yeah. I I didn't even really think about that, but you're totally right. Like professional athletes, especially men, they have a routine and they are driven and dedicated in their brain. Like I can see the gears turning and when the gears are stopped or clogged or something, they have, uh, they have the potential to fall apart. I mean, how much are you, uh, 
therapist <laughs> and life coach, as well as uh, you know, human performance tracker. Yeah, it, so so it's funny because the questions that will come in um, from from the athletes it usually starts with this is totally unrelated, but and mm-hmm. then the <laughs> hey, that that as you said there, like I've been in the performance space for sort of eighteen years, and you you are more than just a sports scientist mm-hmm. or a performance expert like these people start to gain trust within you and then they'll start to ask you things around mindset or nutrition or their lifestyle or their own routines and and they're just looking for for support really from a trusted source and something that Paul and I have always spoke about is we want to deliver a human performance system that is based on scientific evidence and when we're giving you information and when we're giving you any tools, we can stand it up scientifically. Mm-hmm. And, and that way, the consumer or the athlete can trust in what we're saying to them and they can have confidence that it's going to help make them better. I'll give you feedback on that. I mean, I I think you guys have done a really good job with that for whatever that's worth. I mean, like I got um, Marquand sent me the first pair of the um, the tri-base reins when you guys did those. And they were great yeah. shoes. And then we know when we were out in uh, Baltimore, we got the second pair. So I've, now I've compared them back to back and the improvements you guys made from one shoe to the next. And this isn't a commercial for everyone that's listening to this. This yeah. is just like me wearing shoes. And I'm kind of a shoe whore for the record. Hashtag like, I'm not an ad. Yeah. No, like, people want to start paying us for shoe ads. I'll start. Yeah. Wearing like, shoes yeah like I'll wear anything, but uh, <laughs> I have like a million shoes. So I like, and I'm kind of a snob about them. Like, I don't just, you know, I won't just put on anything. Go, oh, yeah, they gave me shoes. I'll wear them. Like, you know, I've had every version of the Nano that's ever come out, right? Mm-hmm. And I and innovates and whatever. Anyway, every version of the Nano, uh, mo- almost. I think I, <laughs> I think I skipped. Uh, yeah, I don't have the ten. Sorry, snobby skank. <laughs> um, Nikki, Nikki just got a free pair of the Nano tens, and I didn't get any. I'm really salty yeah. about He's it. He's really so salty about I'm it. That's very salty. <laughs> I am very salty. <laughs> I'll get a pair. Just wait. Yeah, I know. Get, um, anyway, back to the tri-base. So I got the first pair and they were They were really good shoes. And then I got the second pair and the improvements you guys made based on the feedback from James, I thought was mm-hmm. really impressive. Like the first pair were, they were a little tight. I mean, they throw me wrong. They're great shoes, but they were a little tight, uh, good for CrossFit, but I, I didn't have them in my like top three shoes the new shoe is amazing hell yeah and it and it was really like you know from seeing at this at the summit was all based off of james had worn them at the games and then gave you guys really direct feedback on what changes needed to be made and they're damn near perfect other than you gave me some you gave me some crazy color by the way that's the only like the color don't oh my god jesus christ gray and pink or was it the the, like fluorescent green the fluorescent salmon like like orangey pinky you can wait the the guys are doing some amazing work on the next version as well like it'll blow that v2 away as well like they they are incredible the the teams that work on this footwear and yeah we're fortunate because a lot of the footwear is based out of portland oregon so we get to see a lot of it yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible what's 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 on the horizon for sure. Well, here here's how good they are. Like I I've been wearing them in my house to work out in. Like you oh, know, like I wear I wear them in the gym, obviously. But like so I'm you know we're all quarantined, so I do wads at my house. I have a full gym in the basement, and if I'm even just getting on my C two bike, they're my go to shoe. I mean, they're that comfortable. So it, for me, it isn't just you know I wear them because you guys gave them to me. Like I've literally worn them in every workout now for ninety days. 
and they've they've seen everything I've done from double unders to rope climbs to God forbid running and a lot of biking. <laughs> yeah. Um and they've held up to all of it. And and so for me, I think that's the real test for me is like when you think about all right, it's kind of like um best way I can, I'm a banker. So the best way for me to describe it's like when you go to pay for something, you have like a go-to credit card or a go-to debit card that everybody reaches for, you know, and then you have a backup if you don't want to spend money on that card. It's the same way with shoes. Like you have a go-to pair where you're like, all right, I got to go put work in and I don't want to think about it. What's my go-to pair. They've become my go-to pair. And that's like, that's a real praise for me, dude. Cause I've had a lot of shoes. Like that's amazing. So, yeah. So, you know, better deliver on these threes if they're as good as you say they are because the twos are damn near perfect i'm yet to find a crossfit shoe that fits me better and i always wondered if it was because i have a like a wicked narrow foot like almost a narrow size and it's not that regular shoes or other shoes uh don't work it's just that i think they're engineered for a wider foot and it's hard to find a shoe that is flexible in both directions that'll fit an an average size to a wider splay and can also be you know pulled tight enough and made versatile enough for a narrow foot without like compromising the the bridge or the fit or whatever so these just they work for me really well and and a lot of times a wider toe box is just not is not going to fly so it's nice to find something that works again that's what i'm saying like Crossfitters have to be good at everything and they have to, you know, work in all these different capacities and you guys have to develop technologies that sort of accommodate all of that for all of us. And we're all very different athletes, just, you know, us regular folks that go to the gym and the professionals you work with as well. Yeah. And and the product looks amazing. Like the performance of the product is second to none. Like it it truly is, but it looks amazing. And the, and the designers are doing a a, such a great job at, at putting footwear on athletes that looks amazing and you can't underestimate how important that is as an athlete to feel amazing yeah because there is that component that psychological component that's really important so yeah great great show and yeah excited to see where they take it in the future so Mike, when you are sort of gathering all your data outside of the performance lab itself, like, you know, John mentioned, like James wore the shoes at the games and then had feedback, you know, based on performance when he was out there on the floor, when we're in a situation like we're in now, where a lot of events, not just for CrossFit, but sporting events all over the world for the foreseeable future have been canceled. And you don't have the ability to gather as much information from those live testing events. What do you, what do you do from here? Yeah, the, the footwear testing can happen in the lab, it can happen in the field, it can happen at an event. So there's multiple touch points where footwear is being tested. Um, so we're lucky that we plan quite far ahead. Mm. And things that are in the pipeline are way, way down the pipeline. So we can we we can cope with, with problems that might arise, such, such as the one we're going through now. So And there's always the ability to let an athlete train and then speak to them on a video conference or, mm-hmm. or phone call or get them to send their information back in via survey. So that continues to happen. Um, it, it can just get a bit more tricky, say, if you're wanting to know how it's performed at an event. So if there's mm-hmm. no events happening, that's impossible. Um, and obviously it limits a little bit what we can do in the lab as well um, with regards to testing. So it is a limitation, but it, it doesn't mean that we can completely shut down. We can still do a little bit. So 
it, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that I think most companies or brands will be going through right now. Totally. You, you know, if you need someone to, to, you know, like a 49 year old man that lifts the same weight that the women do, you need someone to do that test. I'm your guy, dude. Totally. Like, you, you have to be lucky to be a size nine. That, that's like the, the sample oh, size. Oh, that's right. Sample yeah. size. Oh, yeah. damn it. I have big feet. Take note, ladies. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, it doesn't work out. It does not work out for me. Do you, do you ever do any of the like biomechanical testing in field as well? Especially I'm thinking about like the recovery aspect, like, you know, I'm sure you can learn a lot at at an event, like the games on recovery between events. Like what are, what are your athletes going through? What are their levels or even their mindset, things like that? So from a biomechanics point of view, we've, we actually have a biomechanics lab based in Portland, Oregon, and that's um, headed by an amazing lady called Helen Wu and, uh, and, a, and a researcher called Rob Lanza. And they're two world-class biomechanists. And they do the majority of the actual testing of the, the footwear and the shoes here in Portland, Oregon. With regards to what we test in the lab, that's that can be different to what we gather in the field mm-hmm. um, and whether that data can come in many, many different forms. It can come in objective, subjective, like numbers or just listening and speaking to athletes and both are as valid as each other. So obviously it's a little bit easier to collect sort of data within a lab setting because you control a little bit more, but we are venturing into that world of, of testing more in the field mm-hmm. and gathering more data to help inform development of products. So it's it's definitely a balance um, trying to trying to do both. But we 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 do so much testing with field and lab and objective yeah. and subjective. It's crazy how much goes on, and I didn't really appreciate how much went into it before I joined the brand. Like you, you think people just make footwear and that's it, but it's so in depth and so much goes into it it's it's really pretty impressive so have you tried crossfit yet <laughs> i think <laughs> i'm gonna throw this out i think i'm too old well i, tr- I did a workout session with james and, and uh, i couldn't work walk for about six or seven days so I yeah, thought, yeah 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 that's thought, your first maybe, time though that's like that's yeah. early on that goes away sort of <laughs> The, the sad thing was it was his actual recovery workout. And then I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, but I, I'm, I like to cycle and I like to do calisthenics cool. and, and I've spoken to James quite a lot about handstands and pistols because mm-hmm. they're things that I like to do, but I've not done a pure CrossFit session to be honest. And like, I've never done that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw out there my suggestion that you maybe don't start working out with a games athlete just to begin, you know? <laughs> oh, I like, I like to go, go in, in deep. I like to, like to really throw myself in. And go big or go home. <laughs> but if you were to, um, you know, ease into it on the, on the consumer side of things, you might be able to walk again. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's tons of amazing boxes and facilities that you can go and do it now and I I I'm closer to 40 now um and I sort of try and look after my body and I, I try and train my body in in, in in many many different ways and I want to be able to pretty much do everything now I'm not sort of a single based sport athlete or anything like yeah, that so we try cool. and do a bit of everything um and yeah I'm not I'm not opposed to to, to try and crossfit or, or doing a session so who knows nikki maybe maybe, maybe Good, in the we're gonna 
We're going to play this right back for James so he can yep. hear that you said that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say you're too old on this podcast because John has abs yeah. now and yeah, sent yeah. me a picture that I had to ask him if it was Photoshopped. Yeah. We, we took James cycling as well, which was pretty interesting. Um, oh, yeah. So when he was here, we did a bit of that and he, and he, he, he kicked everyone's ass at that. Of course so he did. then we had to, then we had to, I took him rock climbing as well. Uh, we did some bouldering. He kicked everyone's ass at that. Yep, sounds and, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And th- so, yeah, it really to show how all round they are. And I was so impressed, like just with his capacity to, to produce power force and, and endurance, like unbelievable. Um, so yeah, um, we we even had him just on this bike with huge knobbly tires and fenders on it, and few few extra weights in the backpack, and any 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 and he was still unbelievable. So I think you guys are just trying to find something that he sucks at. Like, nah, get on this unicycle, and you can only wear one shoe, and also balance this egg on a spoon in your mouth. Like, just trying yeah. to find something that James isn't like the best at. Oh, I did beat him at spike ball. You'll you'll have to ask oh, him about that. Okay. One. That counts. That's a big accomplishment. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ask, ask him about that one. <laughs> you know, James is impressive because he, he's never afraid to try a different sport. Like, I mean, yeah. he really killed himself on a bike earlier in the year. Right. And now here yeah. he is with you guys back out on bikes and he's doing, you know, rock climbing and whatever. So cool. Like, yeah, I think that's super impressive of him. Like, he, you know, he's finished fifth in the world at, at the CrossFit games and then he's out you know, doing all these sports where he could potentially get injured. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta live your life. And I love that philosophy, you know, just yeah. like he, he's got all this fitness. He's going to use it. He's not going to just train. And I yeah. think that's really, it's really impressive. Yeah. We took him to the coast as well. Like when, when we host athletes, we try and do more than just be at the performance center. And Oregon is amazing. We've got Gorgeous. mountains, you've got trails, you've got the coast. And we took him to the coast and we did, um a workout with him where he was swimming out swimming back in running push-ups squats and and again like it was unbelievable to watch the guy work and just his capacity to work was incredible and I don't know if you've ever ever dipped yourself in the ocean up here it's freezing and even he said like yeah it was a little bit of a shock when I went in like (laughs) obviously (laughs) he's probably used to slightly warmer waters but like we threw everything at him, like literally everything at him. And he, and he just came out on top on everything. It was incredible. So cool. I can't wait for the world to go back to normal so that we can continue to watch him and and other athletes like him just kick ass and absolutely everything thrown at them. Agree. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on and sort of just giving us some insight into all the things that you guys have going on over at Under Armour. And I know that it's like a wacky world out there right now, but it's it's nice to know that we're all sort of like dealing with it all together from us slowly folks who are just missing the gym to you guys over at big brands who are testing elite athletes. Like it's just, uh, it's a time we're dealing with all together. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we say as a brand like through it together and it's been... It, it, it's been pretty tough and but we will get through it together and we'll we'll see everyone on the other side i'm sure yeah yep amazing stuff well thank you again so much we appreciate it uh for everyone listening we got a uh, bunch of stuff coming up right nikki we've got uh, yeah. but, buttery bros are going to be on that's going to be fun not new daddy papa woodland coming on my head twin papa that's woodland. right yes uh we're gonna have um 
the owner of a salt bike on so we can talk about why she hates us all. Let's see. <laughs> why are you doing this to us? Why are you making this <laughs> instrument that hates us all? And uh, so a lot of fun people. So this yeah. is, uh, this will be great. So for everyone listening, we appreciate you being on and we will talk to you all soon. Well, that was fun, Nikki. Uh, before we get out of here, let's, uh, let's recap these bath salts and give a little more details. Yeah. So the coach soak bath salts are made of a combination of magnesium flakes and mineral rich dead sea salt. That's actually more effective than just regular Epsom salt alone, which is nice. Um, and besides traditional Epsom salt can leave your skin kind of dry and flaky, but coach soak adds coconut oil to keep your skin soft, which is one of my favorite parts. Um, they contain 21 essential minerals, including sodium, calcium, and potassium. And in general, they just, you know, help you relieve your sore muscles, they reduce inflammation and improve your circulation. So all the good things that we should be doing at home, especially now that we're quarantined. Uh, and the only thing not on that list is mobility. Cause I know you not doing it. <laughs> I am not doing mobility. I tell you what I do to though, is I do pour coconut oil all over myself in the shower. So now I won't have to do that anymore. So that's we'll, great. No, I'll never be able to unthink that. <laughs> never ever. So, uh, all you guys go take advantage of it. 15% off at coachsoak.com, C O A C H S O A K.com. Make sure you use our promo code MPGA at checkout. You'll also get free shipping on all orders and a hundred percent money back guarantee.